हेलो फ्रेंड्स आई एम प्रदीप कुमार आचार्य नाउ आई डिस्क्राइब द चैप्टर नंबर 36 फ्रॉम द बुक ऑर्गेनिक केमिस्ट्री रिटन बाय द मोरिसन एंड बॉयट एंड इट इज द सिक्स एडिशन सो दिस चैप्टर नंबर 36 इट इज द लास्ट चैप्टर ऑफ दिस बुक इट कंटेंस द प्रोटीन्स एंड न्यूक्लिक एसिड्स and it is the part of the molecular biology also so first we will start with the protein the name of protein is taken from the greek proteus which means first this name is well chosen and of all the chemical compounds protein must almost certainly be ranked first for they are the substance of life proteins make up a large part of the animal body they hold it together and they run it they are found in all living cells they are the principal material of skin muscle tendons nerves and blood of enzymes antibodies and many hormones here one thing we have to remember that only the nucleic acid which controls heredity can challenge the position of proteins and the nucleic acids are important because they direct the synthesis of proteins chemically proteins are high polymers they are polyamides and the monomers from which they are derived are the alpha amino carboxylic acids a single protein molecule contains hundreds or even thousands of amino acid units these units can be of 20 odd different kinds the number of different combinations that is the number of different protein molecules that are possible is almost infinite it is likely that tens of thousands of different proteins are required to make up and run an animal body and this set of proteins is not identical with the set required by the animal of a different kind in this chapter we shall look first at the chemistry of the amino acids and then at the proteins that they make up our chief purpose would be to see the ways in which the structures of these enormously complicated molecules are being worked out and how in the last analysis all this work rests on the basic principles of organic structural theory on the concepts of bond angle and bond length group size and shape hydrogen bonding resonance acidity and basicity optical activity configuration and conformation now structure of amino acids there are 23 amino acids that have been found in proteins their names are the plus alanine plus arginine 
माइनस एस्पर्जिन प्लस एस्पर्टिक एसिड माइनस सिस्टीन माइनस सिस्टेन हेयर वे टू रिमेम्बर द स्पेलिंग माइनस सिस्टाइन द स्पेलिंग इज सी वाई एस टी आई एन ई एंड माइनस सिस्टीन स्पेलिंग इज सी वाई एस टी आई एन ई प्लस ग्लूटामिक एसिड प्लस ग्लूटामिन ग्लाइसिन माइनस हिस्टिडिन माइनस हाइड्रोक्सीलाइसिन माइनस हाइड्रोक्सीप्रोलिन प्लस आइसोलुसिन माइनस ल्यूसिन प्लस लाइसिन माइनस मिथोनिन माइनस फिनाइल एलानिन माइनस प्रोलिन माइनस शेरिन माइनस थ्रियोनिन माइनस ट्रिप्टोफेन माइनस टाइरोसिन एंड प्लस भैनिलिन दिस एमिनो एसिड्स स्ट्रक्चर इज गिवन इन डिटेल्स इन दिस बुक we see that all are alpha amino carboxylic acid in two cases that means proline and hydroxyproline the amino group forms part of a pyrrolidin ring this common feature gives the amino acids a common set of chemical properties one of which is the ability to form the long polyamide chain that make up proteins it is on these common chemical properties that we shall concentrate in other respect the structures of these compounds vary rather widely in addition to the carboxylic group and the amino group alpha to it some amino acids contain a second carboxyl group as for example aspartic acid or glutamic acid or a potential carboxyl group in the form of a carboxamide as for example aspartic these are called acidic amino acids some contain a second basic group which may be an amino group as for example lysine a guanido group as for example arginine or the imidazole ring example is histidine these are called basic amino acids some of the amino acids contain benzene or heterocyclic ring systems phenolic or alcoholic hydroxyl groups halogens or sulfur atoms each of these ring systems or functional groups undergoes its own typical set of reactions now amino acids as dipolar ions Although the amino acids are commonly shown as containing an amino group and a carboxyl group common general formula is H2NCHRCOH certain properties both physical and chemical are not consistent with this structure point number A in contrast to amine and carboxylic acid the amino acids are non volatile crystalline solids which melts with decomposition at fairly high temperature point number b they are insoluble in non polar solvents like petroleum ether benzene or ether and are appreciably soluble in water point number c they are aqueous solutions behave like solutions of substance of high dipole moment 
पॉइंट नंबर डी एसिडिटी एंड बेसिडिटी कॉन्स्टेंट्स आर रिडिकुलसली लो फॉर द कार्बोक्सिलिक ग्रुप्स एंड द एमिनो ग्रुप्स ग्लाइसिन फॉर एग्जाम्पल हैज के वैल्यूज वन पॉइंट सिक्स मल्टीप्लाइड बाई टेन टू दि पावर माइनस टेन एंड इट्स के बी वैल्यू इज टू पॉइंट फाइव मल्टीप्लाइड बाई टेन टू दावर माइनस टुएल्व हाई डज द मोस्ट कार्बोक्सिली एसिड्स हैव द के वैल्यूज ऑफ अबाउट टेन टू दावर माइनस फाइव एंड मोस्ट एलिपेटिक एमिन्स हैव के बी वैल्यूज ऑफ अबाउट टेन टू दावर माइनस फोर ऑल दिस प्रॉपर्टीज आर क्वाइट कंसिस्टेंट उथ ए डायपोलर आयन स्ट्रक्चर ऑफ द एमिनो एसिड्स The dipolar ions of the amino acid can be written as the H3N single bond CHR single bond COO minus and above N one positive charge is there and this is the dipolar ion structure of amino acids the physical properties that is melting point solubility high dipole moment are just what would be expected of such a salt The acid-base properties also become understandable when it is realized that the measured K actually refers to the acidity of an ammonium ion RnH3+. When the solution of an amino acid is made alkaline, the dipolar ion is converted into the anion. The stronger base hydroxide ions remove a proton from the ammonium ion and displaces the weaker base, the amine. When the solution of an amino acid is made acidic the dipolar ion is converted into the cation the stronger acid H3O+ gives up a proton to the carboxylate ions and displaces the weaker carboxylic acids In summary the acidic group of a simple amino acid like glycine is NH3+ not COH and the basic group is CO- not NH2 we must keep in mind that the ions these two ions which contain a free nh2 or co groups are in equilibrium in the dipolar with the dipolar ion consequently amino acids undergo reactions characteristics of amines and carboxylic acids an ion is removed by the reaction with benzyl chlorides for example the equilibrium shifts to the supply of the more ions so that the eventually the amino acid is completely benzoylated where feasible we can speed up a desired reaction by adjusting the acidity or basicity of the solution in such a way as to increase the concentration of the reactive species now the isolative point of amino acids what happens when a solution of an amino acid is placed in an electric field depends upon the acidity or basicity of the solution in quite alkaline solution the anions exits the cations and there is a net migration of amino acid towards the anode in quite acidic solution again the cations are in exchange and there is a net migration of amino acids towards the cathode and if the both anion cations are exactly balanced there is no net migration under such condition any one molecule exists as a positive ion and as a negative ion for exactly the same amount of time and any small movement in the direction of one electrode is subsequently cancelled by the 
by an equal movement back towards the other electrode the hydrogen ion concentration of, of the solution in, in which a particular amino acid does not migrate under the influence of an electric field is called the isoelectric point of that amino acid the monoamino monocarboxylic acids let me plus h3nchrco minus is somewhat more acidic than basic if crystals of such amino acids are added to water the resulting solution contains more of the anions that means h2nchrco minus this will form more than the cation plus h3nchrcoh the this excess ionization of ammonium ions to amine must be repressed by the addition of acid to reach the isoelectric point which therefore lies somewhat on the acid side of neutrality neutrality is p is equal to 7 for glycine for example the isoelectric point is at ph 6.1 an amino acid usually shows its lowest solubility in a solution at the isolative point since here there is the highest concentration of the dipolar ion as the solution is made more alkaline or more acidic the concentration of one of the more soluble ion ions increases now configuration of natural amino acids from the structures we can see that every amino acid except glycine contains at least one chiral center as obtained by acidic or enzymatic hydrolysis of proteins every amino acid except glycine has been found optically active stereochemical studies of this naturally occurring amino acids have shown that all have the same configuration about the carbon atom carrying the alpha amino group and that this configuration is the same as that in the l minus glyceraldehyde since the group r nearly always happens to have a lower can in gold p log priority than coh most of these have the s configuration now preparation of amino acids of the many methods that have been developed for synthesizing amino acid we shall take up only one amination of alpha haloacid considered in its various modifications this method is probably the most generally useful although like any of the methods it cannot be applied to the synthesis of all the amino acids sometimes an alpha chloro or alpha bromo acid is subjected to direct amylolysis with a large excess of concentrated aqueous ammonia for example the propionic acid react with the bromine in presence of phosphorus to form alpha bromo propionic acid and which again react with the ammonia in excess to form the alanine and it is the 70% yield The necessary alpha halo acids or esters can be prepared by the Hell-Hollard 
जेलेंस्की हेलोजिनेशन ऑफ द अनसब्स्टिट्यूटेड एसिड और बाय ए मॉडिफिकेशन ऑफ द मेलोनिक एस्टर सिंथेसिस द यूजुअल रूट टू द अनसब्स्टिट्यूटेड एसिड्स बेटर ईल्स आर जनरली ऑब्टेंड बाय द गैब्रियल थैलीमाइड सिंथेसिस द अल्फा हेलो एस्टर्स आर यूज्ड इंस्टेड ऑफ द अल्फा हेलो एसिड्स ए फर्दर मॉडिफिकेशन द Thalamido malonic ester method and it is a common it is a combined malonic ester gabriel synthesis the reaction is potassium thalamide react with the ethyl chloroacetate to form an intermediate product and which will be hydrolyzed in presence of hcl to form the glycine hydrochloride which is the 89% overall yield plus thalic acid these synthetic amino acids are of course optically inactive and must be resolved if the active material is desired for comparison with the naturally occurring acids or for synthesis of peptides there is growing interest in enantiotropic synthesis which yield directly optically active amino acids such preparation must of course be carried out in a chiral medium we have already seen a promising example of such synthesis during the discussion in the chapter number 29now reactions of amino acids the reactions of amino acids are in general the ones we would expect of compounds containing amino and carboxylic groups in addition any other groups that may be present undergo their own characteristics reactions now peptides geometry of the peptide linkages peptides are amides formed by the interaction between the amino groups and the carboxylic groups of amino acids the amino group that means naco in such compounds is often referred to as the peptide linkage depending upon the number of amino acid residues per molecule they are known as dipeptide tripeptide and so on and finally polypeptides example when two glycines form the peptides it is a dipeptide called the glycyl glycyl glycine when the one glycine one alanine and one phenyl aniline form the peptide then it is a tripeptide and it is called the glycyl alanyl phenyl alanine in same way we will get uh, get the polypeptide when more numbers of amino acids form the peptides a convenient way of representing peptide synthesis by use of standard abbreviations according to the convention the n terminal amino acid residue that means where having the free amino groups is written in the left end and the c terminal amino acid residue that means the having the free carboxyl group at the right end extra studies of amino acids and dipeptides indicate that the entire amide group is flat 
कार्बोनिल कार्बन नाइट्रोजन एंड द फोर एटम्स अटैच टू देम और लाइ इन ए प्लें द शर्ट कार्बन नाइट्रोजन डिस्टेंस दैट मीस वन पॉइंट थ्री टू एंगस्टम एज कम्पेयर उथ दान पॉइंट फोर सेवेन एंगस्टम फर दूजुअल कार्बन नाइट्रोजन सिंगल बंड एंड इट इंडिकेट्स दैट द कार्बन नाइट्रोजन बंड हेज़ कन्सिडरेबल डबल बंड कैरेक्टर अलमोस्ट अबाउट फिफ्टी पार्सेंट एंड एज ए रेजल्ट द एंगल्स अफ द बंड टू द नाइट्रोजन आर सीमिलार टू द एंगल्स अबाउट द ट्राइगोनल कार्बन एटम Peptides have been studied chiefly as a step towards the understanding of the much more complicated substance the proteins however peptides are extremely important compounds in their own right the tripeptide that means glutathione for example is found in most living cells alpha corticotropin corticotropin C O R T I C O T R O P I N and it is made up of 39 amino acid residues and it is one component of the adrenocorticotropic hormones whose symbol is the ACTH the non nonapeptide oxy tosin is a posterior pituitary hormone long recognized as being concerned with contraction of the uterus recent work indicates that this tiny peptide has wide ranging effects on the pleasure of social interactions of mammals from coition to the cuddling of offspring and getting along with one's neighbors scientists have waxed enthusiastic and even poetic it has been called the satisfaction hormones and is said to user enjoy ashar enjoy we shall look at two aspects of the chemistry of peptides how their structure are determined and how they can be synthesized in the laboratory now determination of structure of peptides that means terminal residue analysis or partial hydrolysis to assign a structure to a particular peptide one must know point number 1 what amino acid residues make up the molecule and how many of each there are and point number b the sequence in which they follow one another along the chain to determine the composition of a peptide one hydrolyzes the peptide that means in acidic solution since alkali causes the racemization and determines the amount of each amino acid thus formed one of the best ways of analyzing a mixture of amino acid is to separate the mixture into its component by chromatography most commonly by ion exchange chromatography but sometimes after conversion into the methyl esters and then it will be determined by the gas chromatography from the weight of each amino acid obtained one can calculate the number of moles of each amino acids and in this way know the relative numbers of the various amino acid residues in the peptide as this stage one knows what what might be called the empirical formula of the peptide the relative abundance of each amino acid residue 
in the peptide to cal- calculate the molecular formula of the peptide that means the actual number of each kind of the residue in each peptide molecule one needs to know the molecular weight molecular weights can be determined by the chemical methods or by various physical methods that means behavior in an ultracentrifuge electrophoresis chromatography with molecular shapes there remains the most difficult job of all to determine the sequence in which these amino acids residues are arranged along the peptide chain that is the structural formula of the peptide this is accomplished by a combination of terminal residue analysis and partial hydrolysis now terminal residue analysis terminal residue analysis is the identifying of the amino acid residues at the end of the peptide chain the procedure used depends upon the fact that the residue at the two ends are different from all the other residues and from each other one the n terminal residue contains a free alpha amino group and the other the c terminal residue contains a free carboxyl alpha to the peptide linkage a very successful method of identifying the n terminal residue makes use of the 2,4 dinitrofluorobenzene that means dnfb which undergoes nucleophilic substitution by the free amino groups gives an n dinitrophenyl that means dnp derivatives the substituted peptides is hydrolyzed to the component amino acids and the n terminal residue that means labeled by the 2,4 dinitrophenyl group is separated and identified in its various modification however the most widely used method of the n terminal residue analysis based upon the reaction between an amino group and phenyl isothiocyanate to form a substituted thiourea mild hydrolysis with hydrochloric acid selectively removes the n terminal residue as the phenyl thiano hydenation hydenotoin phenyl thio hydenotoin which is then identified the great advantage of this method is that the it leaves the rest of the peptide chain intact so that the analysis can be repeated and the new terminal group of the shortened peptides identified in the year 1967 the edmund reported that the this analysis could be carried out automatically in his protein sequen- sequencer which is now available in commercial form with all operations controlled by a computer and the results displayed continuously on a recorder residue after residue is identified in practice it is not feasible to extend this analysis beyond about 20 residues since by that point there is interference from the accumulation of amino acids formed by the slow hydrolysis during the acid treatment in practice it is not feasible to determine the sequence of all the residue in a long peptide chain by the stepwise removal of terminal residues instead the chain is subjected to partial hydrolysis acidic or enzymatic and the fragments formed dipeptide tripeptide so on are identified with the aid of the terminal residue analysis when enough of these small fragments have been identified it is possible to work out the sequence of residue in the entire chain to take an extremely simple example 
there are six possible ways in which the three amino acids make up glutathione could be arranged partial hydrolysis to the dipeptides glutamyl cysteine and cysteinyl glycine makes it clear that the cysteine is in the middle and that the sequence is glucis gly is the correct one that means glutamic acid and then cysteine then glycine this is the correct sequence order it was by the use of the approach just outlined that structures of such peptide as oxytocin and alpha corticotropin were worked out a milestone in protein chemistry was the determination of the inter amino acid sequence in the insulin molecule by a cambridge university group headed by the fredrik sanghar who received the nobel prize in the year 1958 for this work since then the number and the complexity of completely mapped protein have grown rapidly the four chains of hemoglobin for example each containing 140 odd amino acid residues chymotypsinogens with a single chain 256 units long and immunoglobins that means gamma globins with two chains of 446 units each and two chains of 214 units each and a total of 1320 amino acid residues as usual final confirmation of the structure assigned to a peptide lies in its synthesis by a method that must unambiguously give a compound of the assigned structure now synthesis of peptides methods have been developed by which a single amino acid or sometimes a dipeptide or tripeptide can be polymerized to yield polypeptides of high molecular weight these products have been extremely useful as model compounds to show for example what kind of x-ray pattern or infrared spectrum is given by a peptide of known comparatively simple structure most work on peptide synthesis however has had as its aim the preparation of compounds identical with naturally occurring ones for this purpose a method one permits the joining together of optically active amino acids to form chains of predetermined length and with a predetermined sequence of residues synthesis of this short not only have confirmed some of the particular structure assigned to natural peptides but also and that this is more fundamental have proved that the peptides and proteins are indeed polyamides the basic problem of peptide synthesis is one of protecting the amino group in bringing about the interaction between the carboxylic group of one amino acid and the amino group of a different amino acid one must prevent interactions between the carboxyl group and the amino group of the same amino acid in preparing glycyl aniline for example one must prevent the simultaneous formation of glycyl glycine 
reaction can be forced to take place that is in the desired way by attaching to one amino acid a group that renders the amino group unreactive there is many such protecting groups the problem is to find one that can be removed later without destruction of any peptide linkages that may have been built up we could for example benzoylate glycine where z is equal to c6h5co and it converts this into the acid chloride and allow the acid chloride to react with alanine and thus obtain benzoyl glycyl cyl alanine alanine but if we attempted to remove the benzoyl groups by hydrolysis we would simultaneously hydrolyze the other amide linkages that means the peptide linkages and thus destroy the peptide we are trying to make of the numerous methods developed to protect an amino group we shall begin with acylation by benzoyl chloroformate the reagent c6h5ch2ococl is both an ester and acid chloride of carbonic acid hocoh and it is readily made by reaction between benzyl alcohol and phosgene that means carbonyl chloride cocl2 like any acid chloride the reagent can convert the amine into an amide in this case a carbamate such amides c6h5ch2ocohr differ from most amides however in one feature that is significant for peptide synthesis the c6h5ch2oco that means benzyloxycarbonyl this group can be cleaved by reagents that do not disturb peptide linkages catalytic hydrogenation or hydrolysis with hydrogen bromide in cold acetic acid now let us see how the this basic approach has been modified instead of benzyl oxycarbonyl the tertiary butoxy carbonyl group can be used to protect the amino group this acylation is carried out not with an acid chloride but with an anhydride like its benzoyl analog above that tertiary butoxy carbonyl group can be removed by acidic treatment without breaking the peptide linkages a further modification has been introduced in our basic procedure the end protected amino acid is converted into its acid chloride which then in a separate operation is allowed to react with another unprotected amino acid now however reagents have been found that can bring about coupling between a carboxyl group and an amino group in a single reaction mixture one of these is dicyclohexyl carbodimide in short dcc the dcc is believed to function by converting the carboxylic acid into a derivative that like an acid chloride or anhydride is highly reactive but now another problem arises what is to prevent the dcc from reacting with the wrong carboxyl group 
carboxyl in the second amino acid the one that is not the unprotected the answer is that this carboxyl carboxyl groups must be protected this is easily done it can for example be converted into its benzyl ester which after the peptide linkage has been generated can easily be hydrolyzed by anhydrous acid now proteins its classification and function and denaturation proteins are divided into two broad classes fibrous proteins which are insoluble in water and globular protein which are soluble in water or aqueous solution of acid base and salts here one thing we have to remember that the because of the large size of the protein molecules these solutions are colloidal the difference in solubility between the two classes is related to a difference in molecular shape which is indicated in a rough way by their names molecules of fibrous proteins are long and thread like and tend to lie side by side to form fibers in some case they are held together at many points by hydrogen bonds as a result the intermolecular forces that must be overcome by a solvent are very strong on the other hand the molecules of global proteins are folded into compact units that often approach spheroidal shape the folding takes place in such a way that the lipophilic parts are turned inward toward each other and away from water and hydrophilic part that means the charged group for example tend to start the surface where they are near water hydrogen bonding is chiefly intramolecular areas of contact between molecules are small and intermolecular forces are comparatively weak molecular and intermolecular structure determines not only the solubility of a protein but also the general kind of function it performs fibrous proteins serve as the chief structural material of animal tissues a function to which their insolubility and fiber forming tendency shoot them they make up keratin in skin hair nails wool horn and feathers collagens in tendons myosin in muscle fibroin in silk globular proteins serve a variety of functions related to the maintenance and regulation of life process function that requires mobility and hence solubility they make up all enzymes 
many hormones as for example insulin from the pancreas thyroglobulin from the thyroid gland acth from the pituitary gland and antibodies responsible for allergies and for the defense against foreign organisms albumins in eggs hemoglobin which transport oxygen from the lungs to the tissues fibrinogen which is converted into the insoluble fibrous protein fibrin and thus causes the clotting of blood within the two broad classes proteins are subdivided on the basis of physical properties especially solubility for example albumin which is soluble in water coagulated by heat globulin which is insoluble in water and soluble in dilute salt solution etc irreversible precipitation of proteins which is called the denaturation and it is caused by heat strong acids or bases or various other agents coagulation of egg white by heat for example is denaturation of the protein egg albumin the extreme is with which many proteins are denatured makes their study difficult denaturation causes a fundamental change in a protein in particular destroying any physiological activity only one other class of compounds the nucleic acid shows the phenomenon of denaturation although closely related to the protein polypeptides do not undergo denaturation presumably because their molecules are smaller and less complex now structure of proteins we can look at the structure of proteins on a number of levels at the lowest level there is the primary structure the way in which the atoms of protein molecules are joined to one another by covalent bonds to form chains next there is the secondary structure the way in which these chains are arranged in pairs to form coils sheets or compact spheroids with hydrogen bonds holding together different chains or different parts of the same chain even higher levels of structure are gradually becoming understood the weaving together of coil chains to form ropes for example or the clamping together of individual molecules to form larger aggregates now peptide chain 
proteins are made up of peptide chains that is of amino acid residues joined by amide linkages they differ from polypeptides in having higher molecular weight that means by conversion over 10000 and more complex structure the peptide structure of proteins is indicated by many lines of evidence hydrolysis of proteins by acids bases or enzymes yields peptide and finally amino acids there are bands in their infrared spectra characteristics of the amide group secondary structures based on the peptide linkages can be devised that exactly fit the x-ray data now side chains isoelectric point electrophoresis to every third atom of the peptide chain is attached a side chain its structure depends upon the particular amino acid residue involved that means hydrogen atom for glycine ch3 group for alanine ch ch3 hole twice for valine and CH2C6H5 for phenyl alanine etc some of these side chains contain basic groups that means NH2 groups in lysine or the imidazole ring in histidine some side chains contain acidic groups that means COOH carboxylic acid groups in aspartic acid or glutamic acid because of these acidic and basic side chains there are positively and negatively charged group along the peptide chain the behavior of a protein in an electric field is determined by the relative numbers of these positive and negative charge which in turn are affected by the acidity of the solution at the isoelectric point the positive and negative charges are exactly balanced and the protein shows no net migration as with amino acids solubility is usually at a minimum here on the acid side of the isoelectric point positive charge exceeds negative charge and the protein moves to the cathode on the basic side of the isoelectric point negative charges exit the positive charge and the proteins moves to the anode while all proteins contain the peptide backbone each protein has its own characteristic sequence of side chains which gives it its characteristic properties different proteins have different proportions of acidic and basic side chains and hence have different isoelectric points in a solution of a particular hydrogen ion concentrations some proteins move toward a cathode and others toward an anode depending upon the size of the charge as well as upon molecular size and shape different proteins move at different speeds this difference in behavior in an electric field is the basis of one method of separation and analysis of protein mixtures
which is called the electrophoresis side chains affect the properties of proteins not only by their acidity or basicity but also by their other chemical properties and even by their size and shapes hydroxyl that means oh group and sulfhydryl that means sh groups can form esters amino nitrogen is not only basic but nucleophilic it seems likely that the permanent waving of hair depends upon changes in disulfide that means s single bond s this cross linkage provided by cysteine sides chains that much of the difference between silk and wool is related to the small side chains that means h atoms and ch3 groups that predominate in silk fibroin that the toughness of tendon is due to the flatness of the pyrrolidin ring and the ability of the oh group of hydroxyproline to form hydrogen bonds replacement of one glutamic acid side chain in the hemoglobin molecules almost 300 side chains in all by a valine unit is the cause of the fatal sickle cell anemia the sequence of amino acids in hemoglobin has been used to study evolution in the science called the chemical paleogenetics p a l e o g e n e t i c s chemical paleogenetics in the beta chain of hemoglobin for example the horse differs from the man at 26 of the 146 sides and a pig differs at 10 sides and the gorilla differs at just one side it has been estimated that on the average it takes roughly 10 million years for one successful amino acid substitution to occur that is a substitution that improves the chances of survival now conjugated proteins prosthetic groups and coenzymes some protein molecules contain a non peptide portion called a prosthetic groups such proteins are called conjugated proteins the prosthetic group is intimately concerned with the specific biological action of the protein the prosthetic group of hemoglobin for example is hem as we see hem contains iron bound to the pyrrole system known as the porphyrin we can compare it with the structure of the chlorophyll it is the formation of a reversible oxygen hem complex that enables hemoglobin to carry oxygen from the lung to the tissues carbon monoxide forms a similar 
but more stable complex it just tie up hemoglobin prevents oxygen transport and cause death the hem heme the hem is held to the peptide portion which is called the globin portion of the protein by a combination of forces coordination of iron by histidine nitrogen of the protein hydrogen bonding and van der waals forces between hydrophobic parts of the two molecules many enzymes require cofactors if they are to exert their catalytic effects metal ions for example the peptide portion of such an enzyme the protein without the coenzyme is called an apoenzyme an organic cofactor is called a coenzyme and if it is covalently bonded to the apoenzyme it also is a prosthetic group the coenzyme nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide which in short it called the nad capital n capital a capital d it is in at example and it is associated with a number of dehydrogenation enzymes this coenzyme is made up of two molecules of d ribose linked as phosphate ester that means the fused heterocyclic system known as adenine and nicotinamide in the form of a quaternary ammonium salt in some systems one encounters nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide phosphate which in short it is called nadp capital n capital a capital d capital p and in nadp the oh group on the c2 carbon number 2 of the left hand ribose unit of nad has been phosphorylated the characteristic biological function of these dehydrogenation enzymes involve conversion of the nicotinamide portion of nad or nadp into the dehydrostructures like nicotinamide many molecules making up coenzymes are vitamins that is substance that must be supplied to the diet to permit proper growth or maintenance of structure undoubtedly it is for their coenzyme activity that these substances are needed now secondary structure of proteins it seems clear that proteins are made up of polypeptide chains how are these chains arranged in space and in relationship to each other are they stretched out side by side looped and coiled about one another or folded into 
इंडिपेंडेंट स्पेरॉइड्स मच ऑफ आवर अंडरस्टैंडिंग ऑफ द सेकेंडरी स्ट्रक्चर ऑफ प्रोटीन्स इज द रिजल्ट ऑफ एक्सरे एनालिसिस For many proteins the x-ray diffraction pattern indicates a regular repetition of certain structural units for example there are repeat distances of 7.0 angstrom in silk fibroin and of 1.5 angstrom and 5.1 angstrom in alpha keratin of unstressed wool The problem is to devise structures that account for the characteristics x-ray diffraction patterns and are at the same time consistent with what is known about the primary structure that means the bond length and bond angles planetary of the amide groups similarity of configuration about chiral centers size and sequence of side chains of key importance in this problem has been recognition of the stabilizing effect of hydrogen bonds that means 5 to 10 kilocalorie per mole per hydrogen bond and the principle that the most stable structure is one that permits formation of the maximum number of hydrogen bonds On the basis of the study of simpler compounds it has been further assumed that the n single bond a single bond o bond is very nearly linear hydrogen lying on or within 20 degree of the line between the nitrogen and oxygen in all this work the simultaneous study of simpler synthetic polypeptides containing only a single kind of amino acid residue has been of great help let us look at some of the secondary structure that have been proposed as a point of departure it is convenient to consider a structure perhaps hypothetical in which peptide chain are fully extended to form flat zigzags The chains lie side by side to form a flat sheet. Each chain is held by hydrogen bonds to the two neighboring chains. This structure has a repeat distance of 7.2 angstrom. The distance between alternate amino acid residue. However, crowding between side chains make this idealized flat structure impossible except perhaps for the synthetic polyglycine. Room can be made for small or medium size side chain by a slight contraction of the peptide chains. The chains still lie side by side held to each other by hydrogen bonds the contraction results in a plated sheets with a somewhat shorter distance between alternate amino acid residues such a structure called the beta arrangement and it has been proposed for silk fibroin 
which has a repeat distance of 7.0 angstrom and most closely approaches the fully extended flash sheet structure it is significant that although 15 kinds of amino acid residues are found in silk fibroin 46% of the residue are glycine which has no side chain and another 38% are alanine and serine with the small side chains that means the ch3 and ch2oh group respectively when the side chains are quite large they are best accommodated by a quite different kind of structure each chain is coiled to form a helix like a spiral staircase hydrogen bonding occurs between different parts of the same chain and holds the helix together for alpha keratin in unstressed wool hair horn and nails the pauling has proposed a helix in which there are 3.6 amino acid residue part turned models show that this 36 helix provides 3.6 helix provide room for the side chains and allows all possible hydrogen bonds to form it accounts for the repeat distance of 1.5 angstrom which is the distance between amino acid residue measured along the axis of the helix to fit into this helix all the amino acid residues must be of the same configuration as of course they are furthermore their l configuration requires the helix to be right handed the alpha helix at it is called is of fundamental importance in the chemistry of proteins when wool is stressed alpha keratin is converted into beta keratin with a change in the x-ray diffraction pattern it is believed that the helix are uncoiled and the chains stressed side by side to give a sheet structure of the beta type the hydrogen bonds within the helical chain are broken and are replaced by hydrogen bonds between adjacent chains because of the larger side side chains the peptide chains are less extended that means repeat distance is 6.4 angstrom than in silk fibroin where the repeat distance is 7.0 angstrom besides the x-ray diffraction patterns characteristics of the alpha and beta type proteins there is a third kind that of collagen the protein of tendon and skin on the primary level collagen is characterized by a high proportion of proline and hydroxyproline residues and by frequent repetitions of the sequence glycine proline and hydroxyproline the pyridine ring of proline and hydroxyproline can affect the secondary structure in several ways 
एमिडो नाइट्रोजेन कैरिज नो हाइड्रोजेन फॉर हाइड्रोजेन बॉन्डिंग द फ्लैटनेस ऑफ द फाइव मेम्बर रिंग इन कंजुगेशन विद द फ्लैटनेस ऑफ द एमाइड ग्रुप प्रिवेंट्स एक्सटेंशन ऑफ द पेपरेट चेन एज इन द बीटा अरेजमेंट एंड इंटरफेयर्स विद द कॉम्पैक्ट कॉयलिंग ऑफ द अल्फा हेलिक्स द स्ट्रक्चर ऑफ कोलाजेन कॉम्बाइंस द हेलिकल नेचर ऑफ द अल्फा टाइप प्रोटीन्स विथ द इंटर चेन हाइड्रोजेन बॉन्डिंग ऑफ द बीटा टाइप प्रोटीन्स थ्री पेप्टाइड चेन्स इच इन द फॉर्म ऑफ ए लेफ्ट हैंडेड हेलिक्स आर ट्विस्टेड अबाउट वन एनदर टू फॉर्म ए थ्री स्ट्रैंड राइट हैंडेड सुपर हेलिक्स A small glycine residue to every third position of each chain makes room for the bulky pyrrolidin rings on the other two chains. The three chains are held strongly to each other by hydrogen bonding between glycine residues and between the OH groups of hydroxypolin. When collagen is boiled with water it is converted into the familiar water soluble protein gelatin when cooled the solution does not revert to collagen but set to a gel gelatin has a molecular weight 1/3 of that of collagen evidently the treatment separates the strands of the helix breaking interchain hydrogen bonds and replacing them with hydrogen bonds with water molecules turning from the insoluble fibrous proteins to the soluble globular proteins as for example hemoglobin insulin gamma globulin egg albumin etc we find that the matter of secondary structure can be even more complex evidence is accumulating that here also the alpha helix often plays a key role this long peptide chains are not uniform certain segments may be coiled into helix or folded into sheets other segments are looped and coiled into complicated irregular arrangement this looping and coiling appears to be random but it definitely is not the sequence of amino acids is determined genetically but once formed the chain naturally falls into the arrangement that is most stable for that particular sequence in an organism this folding is directed by other proteins which is called caperons c h a p e r o n e s caperons we find all other kinds of intermolecular forces at work here but acting between different parts of the same molecule van der waals forces hydrogen bonds interionic attraction or repulsion between charged groups there is chemical cross linking by disulfide bonds the characteristic feature of these globular proteins is that lipophilic parts are turned inward toward each other and away from water 
लाइक द लाइफ ऑफ लिक टेल इन ए शोप मिसाइल इन देयर फिजियोलॉजिकल फंक्शन प्रोटीन्स आर हाईली स्पेसिफिक वी हैव एनकाउंटर्ड फॉर एग्जांपल एन एंजाइम दैट विल क्लीव अल्फा ग्लाइकोसाइड्स बट नॉट बीटा ग्लूकोसाइड्स I am repeating once again. We have encountered, for example, an enzyme that will cleave alpha glucosides but not beta glucosides, and an enzyme that will cleave only C-terminal amino acid residues in polypeptides. We also see in the chapter number thirty-two that how the enzyme alcohol dehydrogenase discriminates. between enantiotropic hydrogens of ethanol and between enantiotropic phases of the acetaldehyde and how a different oxidation reduction enzyme also discriminate but in the opposite manner it seems clear the biological activity of a protein depends not only upon its prosthetic group and its particular amino acid sequence but also upon its molecular shape we shall see how one enzyme is believed to exert its effect and how that effect depends in a very definite and specific way on the shape of the enzyme molecule denaturation uncoils the protein and destroys the characteristic shape and with eat the characteristic biological activity in the year 1962 scientist m f peruz was awarded the nobel prize with j c kendrew in chemistry for the elucidation of the structure of hemoglobin and the closely related oxygen storing molecule myoglobin using x-ray analysis and knowing the amino acid sequence they determine the shape in three dimensions of these enormously complicated molecules precisely for myoglobin and very nearly so for hemoglobin we can say for example that the molecule is coiled in an alpha helix for 16 residues from the end terminal unit and then turns through a right angle they can even say why at the corner there is an aspartic acid residue its carboxyl groups interferes with the hydrogen bonding required to continue the helix and the chain changes it scores the four folded chains of hemoglobin fit together to make a spheroidal molecules whose dimension is 64 angstrom multiplied by 55 angstrom multiplied by 50 angstrom four flat hem groups each of which contains an iron atom that can bind an oxygen molecule fit into separate pocket in this sphere when oxygen is being carried the chains move to make the pocket slightly smaller the perus 
has described hemoglobin as a breathing molecule these pockets are lined with the hydrocarbon portions of the amino acids such a non-polar environment prevents electron transfer between oxygen and ferrous ion and permits the complexing necessary for oxygen transport now biochemistry molecular biology and organic chemistry so far we have studied the basic organic chemistry of fats carbohydrates and proteins their structures and how these are determined and the kind of reaction they undergo in the test tube these we said are biomolecules they are participants in the chemical process we call life but just what do they do what reactions do they undergo not in the test tube but in a living organisms even a vastly simplified answer to that question would and does fill a book as big as this one having come this far though we cannot help being curious and so in the following section we shall take a brief glance at the answer or rather at the kind of things the answer entails we shall look at an example of a biochemical process how one enzyme of the thousands in our bodies may work then we shall learn a little about another class of biomolecules the nucleic acids and how they are involved in the most fascinating biochemical process of all that means heredity the study of nucleic acids has become known as the molecular biology actually of course all biochemical process are a part of molecular biology that means biology on the molecular level and they are in the final analysis organic chemistry all these vital process even the mysterious powers of enzyme come down to a matter of molecular structure as we know it to the molecular size and shape to the intermolecular and intramolecular forces to the chemistry of functional groups to the acidity and basicity oxidation and reduction to energy changes and the rate of reaction and to the host guest relationship and symphoria now mechanism of enzyme action chymotypsin enzyme we have said are proteins that act as enormously effective catalyst for biological reactions to get some idea of how they work let us examine the action of just one chymotypsin and it is a digestive enzyme whose job is to promote hydrolysis of certain peptide links in proteins the sequence of the 241 amino acid residue in chymotypsin has been determined and 
through x-ray analysis the conformation of the molecule is known like all enzymes it is a soluble globular protein coiled in the way that turns its lipophilic parts inward and towards each other and away from water and that permits maximum intramolecular hydrogen bonding the action of chymotrypsin has been more widely explored than that of any other enzyme in crystalline form it is available for studies in the test tube under a variety of conditions it catalyzes hydrolysis not only of proteins but of ordinary amides and esters and much has been learned by use of this simpler substrate compounds modeled after portions of the chymotrypsin molecule have been made and their catalytic effects measured to begin with it seems very likely that the chymotrypsin acts in two stages in the first stage acting as an alcohol it breaks the peptide chain we recognize this as alkylolysis of a substituted amine nucleophilic acyl substitution the product are an amine the liberated portion of the substrate molecule and as we shall see shortly an ester of the enzyme in the second stage the enzyme esters are hydrolyzed this yields a carboxylic acid the other portion of the substrate molecule and the regenerated enzyme ready to go to work again what is the structure of these intermediate esters formed from the enzymes the answer has been found by use of simple esters as substrate paranitrophenyl acetate for example an appreciable steady state concentration of the intermediate ester builds up and by quenching of the reaction mixture in acid it can be isolated sequence analysis of the enzyme ester showed that the acetyl group from the substrate was linked to serine 195 it is then at the oh group of this particular amino acid residue that the enzyme reacts but evidence shows that certain other amino acid residues are also vital to enzyme activity the rate of enzyme catalyzed hydrolysis changes as the acidity of the reaction medium is changed it if one plots the rate of hydrolysis against the ph of the solution one gets a bell shaped curve as the ph is increased the rate rises to a maximum and then falls off the rate is fasted at about ph 7.4 and it is fittingly the physiological ph and slower in either more acidic or more basic solution analysis of the data shows the following hydrolysis requires the presence of a free base of kb about 10 to the minus 7 and a protonated base of kb about 3 multiplied by 10 to the minus 5 at low ph that means an acid solution both bases are protonated and at high ph that means in alkaline solution both bases are free hydrolysis is fast 
at the intermediate ph where the weaker base is mostly free and the stronger base is mostly protonated the kb of the weaker base fits that of the imidazole ring of histidine and there is additional evidence indicating that this is indeed the base studies involving catalysis by imidazole itself for example now examination of the conformation of chymotrypsin shows that very close the sherin 195 there is a histidine residue this is histidine 57 and it is believed to be the one involved in enzyme activity what about the stronger base which according to the kinetics is involved in its protonated forms its kb fits the alpha amino group of the most amino acids an alpha amino group that is which is not tied up in a peptide link but all the free amino groups in chymotrypsin except one may be acetylated without complete loss of activity the exception is isoleucine 16 the n terminal unit of chain b presumably then this amino group cannot be acetylated but must be free to be protonated and do its part of the job now what is the job of each of these key units in enzyme molecules It is clear what sherin 195 does. It provides the OH group for ester formation. What does isoleucine 16 do? The descending leg of the bell-shaped red curves are attributed to protonation of this unit. But something else happens at as the pH is raised above 7.4. The optical activity of the solution decreases. evidently due to a change in conformation of the enzyme molecule and in a way that parallels the decrease in rate of hydrolysis it is believed that the nh3 plus of isoleucine 16 is attracted by the co minus of the aspartic acid 194 this ion pairing helps hold the enzyme chain in the proper shape for it to act as a catalyst to keep histidine 57 near sherin 195 among other things at higher ph the nh3 plus is converted into nh2 and the chain changes its shapes with the change in shape goes loss of the catalytic power and a change in optical rotation next we come to the question what is the role of histidine 57 we are observing an example of general acid base catalysis catalyst not just by hydroxide ions and oxonium ions but by all the base and conjugate acids that are present each contributing according to its concentration and its acid or base strength let us look at this concept first with a simple example hydrolysis of an ester catalyzed by the simple heterocyclic base imidazole 
catalysis by hydroxide ions we understand these highly nucleophilic ions are more effective than water at attacking acyl carbon imidazole generates some hydroxide ions by reaction with water but these are already taken into account we are talking now about hydrolysis that is directly proportional to the concentration of the base itself imidazole what seems to be involved in such reactions is something like the following at first in the step 1 water adds to the acyl carbon with simultaneous loss of a proton to the base reaction is fast because in effect the attacking nucleophile it is not just water but an incipient hydroxide ion in the step number 2 transfer of the proton from the protonated base is simultaneous with the loss of the ethoxy group again reaction is fast this time because the leaving group is not the strongly basic ethoxide ion but an incipient alcohol molecule the reactions in step number 1 and 2 need not involve unlikely three body collisions among the reactive molecules instead there is prior hydrogen bonding between the base and water or between the protonated base and ester it is this double molecule that collide with the third reagent and undergo reaction with the dipole dipole attraction of the hydrogen bonding being replaced by a covalent bond the action of chymotrypsin with the imidazole group of histidine 57 playing the same role of general base as that just described and with protonated imidazole necessarily acting as general acid there is general acid base catalysis of both reactions involved first in the formation of acyl enzyme and then in its hydrolysis chymotrypsin is not as enzyme go very specific to its action it hydrolyzes proteins peptides simple amides and esters alike there is one structural requirement nevertheless a relatively nonpolar group in the acyl moiety of the substrate typically an aromatic ring now turning once more we find that at the reactive site in the enzyme there is a pocket the pocket is lined with lipophilic substituent to receive the nonpolar group of the substrate and thus hold the molecule in position for hydrolysis it is the size of this pocket and the nature of its lining that gives the enzyme its specificity here we find in a very real sense email fisher's lock into which the substrate key must fit we see here clearly the symphoria that gives enzymes their catalytic powers the substrate is bound to a particular site in the enzyme where the necessary functional group are gathered here hydroxyl of serine and imidazole of histidine in most cases there are other functional groups as well in molecules of cofactors reagents really bound by the enzyme near the reactive site 
In the enzyme substrate complex, these functional groups are parts of the same molecule and in their reaction enjoy all the advantages for such groups. They are there posed in just the right position for attack on the substrate. They need not wait for the lucky accident of a molecular collision. In effect, concentration of reagents is very high. Orientation of reacting groups is exactly right. There are no cleansing solvents molecules to be stripped away by reaction occurs. And there may be other factors at work here. It has been suggested, for example, that the pocket in which reaction occurs fits the transition state better than it fits the reaction reactant so that relief of strain or an increase in van der Waals attraction provides a driving force. Now nucleoproteins and nucleic acids. In every living cell, there are found nucleoproteins, that means a substance made up of proteins combined with natural polymer of another kind, the nucleic acids. Of all fields of chemistry, the study of the nucleic acids is perhaps the most exciting, for these compounds are the substance of heredity. Let us look very briefly at the structure of nucleic acids and then in the next section see how this structure may be related to their literally vital role in heredity. Although chemically quite different, nucleic acids resembles protein in a fundamental way. There is a long chain, a backbone that is the same except for length in all nucleic acid molecules and attached to this backbone are various groups which by their nature and sequence characterize each individual nucleic acid. Where the backbone of protein molecule is a polyamide chain, that means a polypeptide chain, the backbone of the nucleic acid molecules is a polyester chain called a polynucleotide chain. The ester is derived from phosphoric acid for the acid portion and a sugar for the alcohol portion. The sugar is deribose in the group of the nucleic acid known as ribonucleic acid RNA capital R capital N capital A and the D2 deoxyribose in the group known as the deoxyribonucleic acid in short DNA capital D capital N capital A the sugar units are in the furanose form and are joined to phosphate through the C3 and C5 hydroxyl groups attached to the C1 of each sugar through a beta linkage is one of a number of heterocyclic base. A base sugar unit is called a nucleoside. N-U-C-L-E-O-S-I-D-E, nucleoside. 
ए बेस शुगर फॉस्फोरिक एसिड यूनिट इज कॉल्ड ए न्यूक्लियोटाइड एन यू सी एल ई ओ टी आई डी ई न्यूक्लियोटाइड फोर प्रिंसिपल बेसिस आर फाउंड इन डी एन एडेनिन सिमुलाइज बाई कैपिटल ए गुआनिन सिमुलाइज बाई कैपिटल जी हुई कॉन्टेन द प्यूरिन रिंग सिस्टम एंड साइटोसिन सिमुलाइज बाई कैपिटल सी एंड थाइमिन सिमुलाइज बाई कैपिटल टी हुई कॉन्टेन द पिरामिडिन रिंग सिस्टम आर एन ए कॉन्टेंस एडेनिन गोनिन साइटोसिन एंड यूरोसिल यूरोसिल इज सिमुलाइज बाई कैपिटल यू द प्रोपोर्शंस ऑफ दिस बेसिस एंड द सिक्वेंस इन हुईच दे फॉलो इच अदर एलोंग द पॉली न्यूक्लियोटाइड चेन डिफर फ्रॉम वन काइंड ऑफ न्यूक्लिक एसिड टू एनदर स्टाडी ऑफ दिस प्राइमरी स्ट्रक्चर इज अप्रोच्ड इन द सेम जेनरल वे एज इन द केस ऑफ प्रोटीन्स by degradation and identification of fragments the enormous length of a dna molecule makes this job a formidable one in the year 1968 it was predicted that the sequence of bases in even the shortest dna could hardly be determined before the 21st century but only 9 years later in the year 1977 the songhar The scientist Shankar reported the complete sequence of the DNA of the bacteriophage virus that infect E. coli. This DNA molecules is looked to form a giant ring made up of 5,386 nucleotide residues. And for this, in the year 1980. Songer received the second Nobel Nobel Prize for this work. Now, what is the secondary structure of nucleic acids? In the year 1951, J. D. Watson and F. A. C. Crick began work together on the structure of DNA. they approach the problem along the path that pauling has laid had laid out in his study of proteins they did the devise a structure which would account for the chemical and x-ray evidence and at the same time be consistent with all the structural features of the units involved molecular size and shape bond angles and bond lengths configuration and conformation of the chemical evidence the most puzzling piece and of course the most valuable clue was this although the proportions of bases vary from one dna to another it is always found that a to t and g to c that means adenine to thymine and guanine to cytosine working with molecular models watson and click assembled a structure in which all the building block fitted together without crowding and of prime importance which permitted the greatest stabilization by hydrogen bonds not only many hydrogen bonds but 
hydrogen bonds of the kind that pauling has shown to be the strongest those with a linear disposition of nhn or nho in the year 1953 watson and crick reported the structure they had arrived at the now famous double helix and in the 1962 they received the nobel prize dna is made up of two polynucleotide chains wound about each other to form a double helix 20 angstrom in diameter each helix is right-handed and has 10 nucleotide units for each complete turn which occurs every 34 angstrom along the axis the two chains head in opposite direction that is the deoxyribose unit are oriented in opposite ways so that the sequence is c3 c5 in one chain and c5 and c3 in the other the chains are held together at intervals by hydrogen bonds these are linear hydrogen bonds between adenine and thymine and between guanine and cytosine quite simply a to t and g to c because a that means adenine is always bonded to t and g is always bonded to c hydrogen bonding between other pairs of bases would not allow them to fit into the double helical structure the two strand are thus not identical but complementary opposite every a of one chain is a t in the other and the opposite every g is a c in the secondary structure of rna helix are again involved but this time nearly always single stranded helix these molecules vary a good deal in size some are very large like dna molecules others much smaller and containing fewer than a hundred residues so far we have discussed only the secondary structure of nucleic acids at the tertiary and higher level one deals with the way in which they are bound to protein and how these nucleoproteins are coiled and folded to make up the chromosome how for example 4 meters of dna can be fitted into a single cell only to 10 thousands of a meter across but at the heart of all these lies the double helix which not only meet all the standard that watson and crick has said but also with the simplicity and beauty that could not have been anticipated accounts for the ability of the dna to play its dual role as the repository of the heredity information and the director of protein synthesis
now chemistry and heredity the genetic code just now is the structure of nucleic acid related to their function in heredity nucleic acids control heredity on the molecular level the double helix of dna is the repository of the heredity information of the organisms the information is stored as the sequence of bases along the poly polynucleotide chain and it is a message written in a language that has only four letters agtc adenine guanine thymine and cytosine dna must both preserve this information and use it it does these things through two properties property a DNA molecules can duplicate themselves that is can bring about the synthesis of other DNA molecules identical with the original this process is called replication properties number b DNA molecules can control the synthesis in an exact and specific way of the proteins that are characteristics of each kind of organism first there is a matter of replication the sequence of base in one chain of the double helix controls the sequence in the other chain the two chains fit together as crick puts it like a hand and a gloves they separate and about the hand is formed a new gloves and inside the gloves is formed a new hand thus the pattern is preserved to be handed down to the next generation next there is a matter of guiding the synthesis of proteins a particular sequence of bases along a polynucleotide chains leads to a particular sequence of amino acid residues along a polypeptide chain a protein has been likened to a long sentence written in a language of 20, 20 letters the 20 different amino acids residues but the heredity message is written in a language of only four letters it is written in a code with each word standing for a particular amino acid the genetic code has been broken but this is only the a beginning research is now aimed at among other things tracking down the lines of communication dna serves as a template on which molecules of rna are formed in the process called transcription the double helix of dna partially uncoils and about one of the separated strands is formed a chain of rna the process thus resembles replication of dna except that this newly formed chains contains ribose instead of deoxyribose and corresponds to only a segment of the dna chain the base sequence along the rna chain is different from that along the dna template but is determined by it opposite each adenine of dna there appears on rna a uracil opposite guanine cytosine and opposite thymine adenine opposite cytosine guanine thus the aa tc agtt on dna becomes uu ag ucaa on rna
one kind of rna called fittingly messenger rna it carries a message to the ribosome where the protein synthesis actually takes place at the ribosome messenger rna calls up a series of transport rna molecules each of which is loaded with a particular amino acid the order in which the transport rna molecules are called up the sequence in which the amino acids are built into the protein chain depends upon the sequence of bases along the messenger rna chain thus gau capital g capital a capital u is the code for aspartic acid uuu is for the phenyl alanine gug for valine there are 64 three letter code words or it is called codons and only 20 odd amino acid so that more than one codon can call up the same amino acid example both cuu and cuc code is for the leucine and both gaa and gag is the code for glutamic acid a difference of a single base in the dna molecule or a single error in the reading of the code can cause a change in the amino acid sequence the tiny defect in the hemoglobin molecule that results a sickle cell anemia has been traced to a single gene a segment of dna chain where perhaps the codon cac appears instead of ctc there is evidence that some antibodies by altering the ribosome cause misreading of the code and with this the production of defective proteins and death of the organism when the nature of the base is changed by a chemical reaction that means oxidation for example or alkylation its size and hydrogen bonding ability are altered and base pairing between strands is impaired this damage can lead to mutation changes in the sequence of bases and with mutation and increased likelihood of the development of cancerous cells carcinogenic compounds exert this effect in this way many of them by a familiar reaction nucleophilic substitution with attack by a basic nitrogen of one of these purine or pyrimidine rings on an electrophilic substrate and epoxide for example or an alkyl halide thus the structure of nucleic acids molecules determines the structure of protein molecules the structure of protein molecules we have seen determines the way in which they control the living process biology is becoming more and more a matter of shapes and size of molecules for these molecules to do the kinds of things they must the kind of things we have seen in this chapter they must be big ones only big molecules can offer 
the infinite variety of shapes that are needed to carry on the myriad different activities that constitute life of all the elements only carbon can form the framework of such big molecules thus it would seems biomolecules are inevitably organic molecules and the chemistry of life is organic chemistry dear friends with the end of this this is the end of describing the chapter number 36 and this is also the end of the describing of the whole organic chemistry written by the morrison boyd it is the sixth edition thank you so much for listening the whole organic chemistry